0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Acts 21 and before we get started, I'm just going to open us with prayer. Father God, I thank you for this time. I know that your word, every word in your your Bible has meaning and there's a reason for it. And I just pray today, Lord, that as we read and we walk through your word, I just pray that we would understand what you want to show us. If it's the bravery, the commitment of Paul, if it's the relationship he had with you, knowing that you were with him. I just pray that our hearts and our minds would be open to you as we read. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today we don't have a lot of commentary. I tried to find some to get some better understanding on on this event here of Paul going to, uh, returning to Jerusalem, but there really isn't much. So we're just going to go ahead and get started. Verse one, after we had torn ourselves away, f- away from them, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Kos. The next day we went to Rhodes and from there to Patera. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, went on board and set sail. After sighting Cyprus and, and passing to the south of it. We sailed on to Syria. These guys went really far, and what's amazing is these ships weren't very big, and they always stayed within sight of land because they just weren't big enough to be out in the open ocean. We landed at Tyre, where our ship was was to unload its cargo. We sought out the disciples there and stayed with them seven days. Through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When it was time to leave, we left and continued on our way. All of them, including wives and children, accompanied us out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they returned home. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Plutmius, where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his hands and his feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt, and will hand him over to the Gentiles. That's a pretty uh, dramatic way of making a point, right? When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. And you notice that the Holy Spirit didn't tell him not to go. He just said, this is what's going to happen. Then Paul answered, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not to be, I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When we would, when he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. After this, we started on our way up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of Nason, where we were to stay. He was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. When we arrived at Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters received us warmly. The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James, and all the leaders were present. Paul greeted them and reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard this, they praised God. Then they said to Paul, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews have believed, and all of them are zealous for the law. They have been informed that you teach all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn away from Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or live according to their custo- our customs. What shall we do? They will certainly hear that you have come, so, so do what we tell you. There are four men with, with us who have made a vow. Take these men join in their purification rites, and pay their expenses so that they can have their heads shaved. Then everyone will know there is no truth in these reports about you, but that you yourself are living in obedience to the law. As for the Gentile believers, we have written to them our decision that they should abstain from food, sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. So it's interesting that they're concerned about appearances, right that paul is telling the gentiles hey you don't you know you really don't have to and the jews even you don't have to follow customs anymore jesus has freed you he's completed that and they're concerned about it they want they care about it a lot and paul goes along with it the next day paul took the men and purified himself along with them then he went to the temple to give notice of the date when the dates of purification would end and the offering would be made for each of them When the seven days were nearly over, some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple. They stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, Fellow Israelites, help us. This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people and our law and this place. Wait a second. Fellow Israelites, help us. This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people and our law and this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple and defiled the holy place. They had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, in the city with Paul, and assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple. The whole city was aroused, and the people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple, and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, news reached the commander of the Romans' troops that the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioter saw the commander and his soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. Then he asked who he was and what he had done. So the dude getting beat is the one they arrest. That seems kind of ass backwards. Some in the crowd shouted one thing and some another. And since the commander could not get at the truth because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be taken back into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed him kept shouting, Get rid of him! As the soldiers were about to take Paul into the barracks, he asked the commander, May I say something to you? Do you speak Greek? He replied. Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt and led 4,000 terrorists out into the wilderness some time ago? Paul answered, I'm a Jew from Tarsus in Sicilia, a citizen of no ordinary city. Remember that. That should have caught the attention of the commander. Please let me speak to the people. After receiving the the commander's permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned to the crowd. When they were all silent, he said to them, in Aramaic, and that's where the chapter ends. (laughs) Tomorrow we'll find out what the rest of the story is and how it goes. Anyways, with that, I'm just going to wrap us up and close us with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for this day and thank you for all that you've done. I'm grateful for who you are. I'm grateful you love me and that you care. And I just pray that you'd be with us today as we go about our day and that we'd keep our minds and our hearts focused on you and that we'd continue to pray and be close and listen to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Have a wonderful day.